to talk about fantasy football with your host Bert Lockley, Bruce Defenson, Paul Grossi, and Weston Lockley. Welcome everyone to Talk About Fantasy Football, the only fantasy football podcast that understands it is just a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Burke Loxley. You can find me at FBL Commish. And I'm joined today by at Taff Eric FBL. Hello, world. Uh, Eric, it's episode Nick Mangold. That's a, a big deal because his sister Holly Mangold was an Olympian. Oh, yeah? Yeah, don't you remember? She was actually like competing in the Olympics, and then her brother said he wasn't going to go watch her. She's like a power lifter. And Rex Ryan is like, no, you're going. Um, because they were like in training camp, he was playing for the Jets at the time, and Rex Ryan was like being his dad, like you will go watch your sister. So I don't know. One of the few times Rex Ryan wasn't ridiculous, or maybe that is the most ridiculous thing he's done. I don't know. Mm. Drew's a better mm. expert on that. A lot of doings, a lot of uh, doings transpiring. Actually, uh, oh, do some news and notes. We'll do a little free agents or fools gold. We have uh, some actual some emails we'll jump into and do a little start sits in the emails. And then I have one little thing I want to talk about just uh, as we get ready for the postseason. And uh, other than that, I think we have no choice. Well, you have no choice. I, I have a choice. Um, we have no choice but to get into the this. Notes. It's so much easier when Weston's here to just do the drops and then he knows where I'm going and then he can just cue him up instead. <laughs> I'm like looking and then I'm like, and what we'll do then? And then I hit it. Yeah, that's what happened. Mm. Um, all right. David Johnson got his cast off, Eric. How excited are you for him? I didn't even get to sign it. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. Boy, oh boy. You know what the fun thing to do is now? And it didn't exist when I had a, a broken ankle or when you... Had your uh, it was an ankle, right? Or was it a foot? Uh, a foot. But now what people do is when they have like a foot injury, they write Andy on the bottom of the cast. I think that's clever. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know if somebody did that for him. It was his wrist. Why would they write Andy on it, Eric? That seems weird. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he got his cast off. I don't think we see him the rest of the year. I mean, like, he's, yeah, he's still not going to come back this year. I mean, he might, he might be even if even if he's ready, he's still not going to. They're not going to put him in. It's tough. And Peterson has looked so hot and cold. Even Ellington looked good over the weekend. Well, good-ish. So I don't I don't know what you benefit by bringing him back other than a re-injury or, you know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the other side, um, Greg Olson is to return week 12. So he'll actually come back. And did you hear about the Greg Olson controversy? It doesn't really have anything to do with fantasy football, but it's interesting to me. Hmm. Um, so Greg Olson, uh, okay, he works as a professional football player, I thought, but he's going to like commentate a game during the bye week with the Panthers. Um, I, I'm I don't, sure you're going to fill your free time with something, right? I guess. But one of the, the game he's going to commentate is the Vikings. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank about who the Vikings is. The Redskins this weekend. Um, I can get this information if everyone. Um. Let's see here. The, the uh, I usually have this stuff open. It is. Wait. Vikings play uh, the Rams. Okay, it's the Rams. Okay. Um, 
You would think I'd have that tab open the schedule. We're just committed to memory, mm. but whatever. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he was going to play, like commentate that game, be in the booth. And, and I guess that's fine. I don't know. Except for when you do any kind of game and, and even just from doing like college sports games, you know, when we were in college, you would know that you do um, like a lot of prep work. Like you actually get to talk to the coaches, talk to the players, and they'll mm. even give you a little insight into certain plays, certain things, know what to look for. Um, and Greg Olson would potentially be privy to that and now the vikings will play the panthers in you know what amounts to a pretty important game since they're both pretty good seems like a bit of a conflict of interest right interest there. Yeah. Why, why it strikes me as odd is it just seems like ridiculously avoidable like and and apparently fox uh the vikings were like all right fox come on that, that's garbage that's garbage <laughs> can't take them out of there and they go no no we're not we're not altering anything what you you literally could have any player you want, I suppose, and any retired player, any um, former player, Hall of Famer, like you could literally have anybody like ESPN when they do their picks, they just grab like, who's the most famous country music singer that went to school in this town? And then they just bring the guy in. Guy doesn't know anything about football. You could do that. <laughs> well, what do you have to have Greg Olson for? It's just very strange. Mm. Yeah. So that just happened. Mm -hmm. Um also, speaking of the Panthers, Curtis Samuel to the IR. You were just, before we were in the air, you were talking about all of this IR business, all this shut them down. Yeah. There's a lot of guys getting hurt. Yeah. A lot of guys getting hurt. Um, uh, such as uh, I, I saw um, Philip Rivers put himself under concussion protocol. Right? And he That's seems like such an something. admirable guy who yells at everyone unnecessarily. Well. But, you know, it, it well... It's interesting. That team last week, and we talked about this on Sunday, they made a point to try and win without Melvin Gordon, and now they're going to try and win, have to win without <laughs> Phil Rivers. I wonder how quickly they'll remember that Melvin Gordon's their best player now. Uh, they, but they do this, though. Like, uh, Antonio Gates is over. Uh, Hunter Henry's the thing now, and they just still don't want to acknowledge it. Like, I, I don't know. It's Derrick Henry everywhere, I guess. Um, Rob Kelly also to the IR with a high ankle sprain. Really kind of clears things up, and it's Chris Thompson, Samaj P. Ryan, right? Yeah. Mr. Inside, yeah. Mr. Outside, if you want to go back to the Ron Dane, Tiki Barber days, because I know you do. Mm. 2001. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, uh -huh. that just happened. They, they, they <laughs> did. No, Um. also, CJ Procise. Precise? Procise. Procise? Precisely. Process. Yes. The prognosis is precisely negative uh he's gone so it's hopefully we'll get a little bit more eddie lacy but thomas rawls really wowed when he got the chance on thursday night so i don't know remember what i said what happened to eddie lacy's groin that's still not that's still a thing yeah yeah that that velcro tearaway groin all that extra <laughs> weight with each stride it's it's crazy and then um i guess a little bit more exciting dd westbrook said that he now what is it uh dd westbrook is set to return this is the guy that I spent most of the preseason, especially on our rookie shows, just being like, keep an eye on him. He's a Heisman finalist. He just, you know, got, you know, in trouble and he, and he fell down the boards. But without Allen Robinson there, now Allen Hearns is injured. I think D.D. Westbrook would be a uh, streamer. I, I mean, that's the I guess we should get into this. We'll get into it when we do the free agents. But at this point, bye weeks are basically ending. You're getting everyone back, essentially. There is no reason for you to not have a uh you know your best players so like 
Are you picking up? If you have to pick up a D.D. Westbrook and plug him in your lineup, I can't imagine you're in the playoffs. Can't imagine you're in the hunt, right? Mm. I mean, I guess he would be at this point in the season. He would be a um, kind of a a good gamble, mm-hmm. oh, I guess. Yeah, maybe like a keeper league or dynasty, you know, and, and probably in a dynasty he's already rostered. But if you're in a keeper league, like a five keeper, and he comes out and you know plays, you know, the next five games amazingly. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're if you're like me and and you know you're thinking about maybe just dumping your whole line and you know you're in the playoffs, you're actually say, fighting for first place in the division, and you took second <laughs> in the league last year. So I don't know. I get sick of you. Um, <laughs> like like um, affectionately, like I I I love you, Eric, but you suck. <laughs> Dirk Cutter, and it's it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's Dirk Cutter. It looks like Coetter. I mean, uh, you gotta you gotta really enunciate the first name though, because Dirk could be mistaken. Oh, for Burke. That yeah, sure. Yeah, um, you can find him at FBL Commission. No, you can't. Dirk, Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter. Wow, I didn't even think about that. It's like Dirk Cutter, like how I always go Jake Butler. Yeah. I don't- <laughs> Anyway, he said he expects Jameis Winston to be back. So good news for Mike Evans owners. Uh, Also good news for Mike Evans owners is Mike Evans will be back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we have fun. But, I mean, that's all really the news. We'll get more into the injury news and uh, the practice situations starts it in the next show. But for today, I think we could get away with a little uh, uh, free agents and... Fool's gold, Eric. Is that something you would do? Sure. Nice. Nice. Glad to be here. Um, all right. So, Eric, I'm not going to go through. We, we rank the top 15 free agents uh, each week. And, and all of these players are essentially available in 50% of leagues. Um or at least 50% of leagues. They might, I mean, a lot of them will be available in every league. Um, but I guess here's the point where we talk about perspective. You are probably not, I mean, maybe you're picking up somebody to stream at a tight end position. Maybe you need a, a flex. But the reality is at this this point in the season, you know what your season is. Um, you're either making the playoffs or you're not. I mean, you might be fighting to get in. But the, uh, there's not many guys on the waivers right now that are going to change your fortunes. No. So there is uh hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Uh well we will see. We will see if we'll be joined by at Taff Paul T or at MCB Taff. We could theoretically um you know edit this out. I guess I didn't have to like go hang on, I could have stopped and then edited that mm. out. Do you think well, I will? We don't have to. We could just let them call in. Boom. Done. All right. Live call on air. Oh, we help you, caller? wow. Let's do that. You screen the calls and then tell me what you, what uh, what number they're on. You got you got okay. MCB Taff on three, you'll say. OK. OK. All right. So free agent or fool's gold. <laughs> I will give you the player and I'll, uh, I'll kind of let you tell me if they are. We'll go kind of quick through this, too, because. Yeah. Like I said, it's not very great. You'll tell me if they are a free agent, where on your roster you see them falling. Most of these are. <laughs> Chester Rogers of the Colts. 
Uh, six catches, that, 104 yards, he, and a is touchdown. He a, is that a real person? Yeah. Wow. Chester, Mr. Man. Rogers, as he likes to be called. Oh, you think when he scores a touchdown, he's like, welcome to my neighborhood. I imagine some hack sports writer did so. that. Every headline when he was in high school was about Man. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. The, t- the the end zone is his neighborhood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, well I it mean, was this week. Six, six catches, 104 yards. Uh, no. Oh, fool's gold. <laughs> fool's gold. Okay. He's worth zero dollars. He's worth zero dollars. Okay, this one I know. Uh, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers, five catches, sixty-eight yards. Well, we're we're gonna have to go with gold, fool's gold on oh, that. Yeah, I mean, I think that Mike Evans makes that persona non grata. All right, how about this one? This one seems fun to me. Matt Breida, running back for the Niners. He's only owned in nine and a half uh, leagues, nine and a half percent of leagues. Nine rushes, fifty-five yards, but he had a what, score. Uh, what team did you say he plays for? 49ers. Mm, that's oh, a problem. Are you, <laughs> it's a problem, you think? That's a problem. Uh, is this where you're going to do the, some kind of 49ers mining, mining fool's gold? Is that where you're heading? Wow. You know, I wasn't because I'm not clever like that. And neither am I. I I would say <laughs> if you're in a position that you need to pick him up, you better dig real deep. Mm. Mm. All the live long day. Actually, that's the railroad. I screwed it up. (laughs) Brandon LaFell, 4.1% of league zone, six catches, 95 yards, and a touch. Now, LaFell's done this. If you you want to look for a good time, Google search Brandon LaFell garbage can. It's a really great video. (laughs) It actually is. It's a phenomenal video. We watch when, when we're not, when we all get together in the studio before. For an hour before we turn on the mics, we sit here and we watch YouTube videos, and that's one I like to go to because just some guy throwing footballs at a garbage can with a Brandon LaFell jersey on it. Uh, it's just great. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, Brandon LaFell, hurry it up. I uh, yeah, I'm gold. I'm gonna have to go with gold. I guess if you're in a bad spot, maybe pick him up. But he, you know, with AJ Green, he's not. No, and that's you. You should be. If you want to know why you're losing, it's because A.J. Green's not getting enough targets. Like, if it, if he got 20 targets, he needs 25. Mm. A couple more. Um, I'm going to cherry pick a couple here. Ooh, Marquise right. Lee of the Jaguars. He's owned in 42% of leagues, six catches, 55 yards, and a touch in Week 10. Um, Yeah, got to go with free agent on that one. Okay. Um, yeah. Especially with them, you know kind of shying away from uh Fournette a little bit there. Inexplicably, right? Yeah. Where do you where do you see him on your roster though? Uh, ooh, probably probably only flex. Okay, at best. And I could see that too. I don't think that's I mean he is he is wide receiver one on the team, but you know, given production and such yeah well for what that's worth i guess right <laughs> and and the fa- and the fact that at any time they could just decide hey you know what we that's right we do have Fournette on our team we're just gonna use him now wouldn't it be something if they figured that out man mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have went to overtime against the awful chargers but whatever that's why they should probably pay me the money to do that for them well, i can do that for them. i pay you the money to do that for us should be well, good enough i don't pay you much <laughs> Jamison Crowder, wide receiver for the Redskins. Fool. He's not, not only is it fool's gold, he's a damn fool. (laughs) 
It, don't you have a list of your Crowder. boys, these guys you love. He's on your hate list. Is he up there with Eddie Lacy now? Yeah, he didn't do much at all this year. Like, at all. No, and when you look at that team, you're He's, like... He stayed on my bench all year, I think. The, here's the thing about that team, and it, it kind of surprises me. Obviously, Terrell Pryor did nothing. Um, and we're talking like the, the week the season's over, um, but it, it's close enough. Uh, Pryor did nothing. Crowder, spotty, I guess is how you'd call him. I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Reed injured most of the year. Uh, Rob Kelly didn't do much. He's out. P. Ryan, even though he got the work, he didn't do much. I guess Chris Thompson is the only thing on that offense that's worth anything. Yeah, Crazy, I right? Think so, yeah, that's not Doxon. Doxon also did good. We got Doxon mm. here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> um, all right, I'll say uh, two more. Austin Eckler, Eckler, running back for the Chargers, two percent owned, ten rushes, forty-two yards, five catches, seventy-seven yards, and two touchdies. Um, well, I mean, with, you know, Melvin Gordon and that whole, whole situation, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess if you want to pick him up to see what he does, um, wait a week or two, mm-hmm. see what happens type of thing. Uh, yeah, I would pick him up for a couple bucks. Um, is, is this the same situation where there's always a chance they'll remember they have Melvin Gordon? <sighs> well, I and you can't say it's funny because I wrote on the site that you can't say anything like bad about what Eagler did. Like he definitely got the work right up until he fumbled. Um, but you know, are you going to win games by giving the ball? I mean, and Eagler certainly proved you know did good. That, that goes without saying that I have to say up front. But are you do you win games by taking the ball out of your best player's hands? No, you don't win games by not giving the ball to Fournette or Gordon. Now somebody had to win that game, but. You know, I don't know. I just I don't see the Patriots shying away from Gronk or the Steelers not giving the ball to Le'Veon. Like, I don't know why these teams get cute. It's weird. Right. I mean, those other teams are smart, though. So it's true. I mean, if there's a reason, it's always these same teams that win because they get these very good players and they keep the ball in their hands. And the ones right. that don't are the guys that shy away. You know, I, doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I'll go with one that's fun because it's the Patriots' backfield. Deion Lewis, 37% owned, 15 rushes, 53 yards, and a touch. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's where I was. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's Burkhead. Mm -hmm. There's also Um, Gillisley. There's White. Yeah. There's a lot. It's kind of like the Seahawks. I mean, except. Except now they're down to one, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, if I can interject, I look at it like this: like to me, Lewis is the guy that could probably do it all. Whereas mm. I think Burkhead, um, I shouldn't say. I guess Burkhead can do it all too. But like, um, Lewis isn't the best at any facet of the backfield. He's just good at all of them, and that's right. enough to get him at least on the field. And he's probably going to get you seven or eight points. I just don't know how much he'll ever get above that. I mean, that would. That would be, I mean, we're, we're really past the bye weeks um, just about now. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, oh, maybe as a bye week filler. But at this point in the season, there's no point. I agree, actually. And I think that is, that's really it. I mean, I, do you want to talk about Austin Hooper? I don't think so. No. Austin Hooper did good last week. He'll do bad this next week. That's the way Austin Hooper works. <laughs> um, 
What I do want to talk about now, and I don't have a drop, so at this point I let Weston pick any drop, and since he's not here, let's go with... Ooh, we haven't done this one in a while. Why you shouldn't draft? So, uh, that, that actually might be a little apropos. I want to talk about fantasy postseason. Um, I think too many leagues only let in four guys into the postseason or six. And what you have is you have the vast majority of people, not, well, not the vast majority, you have half of league owners if it's six, but if you have 12 guys in a league and only four make the playoffs, you have a bunch of owners who know they're out of it early. And then you either, one, you force them in a position where they don't care, or they trade away their players to somebody else and it's, you know, lopsided. What we found in our league is we let eight teams in. We have 12 teams in, uh, in the league, eight teams in the playoffs, and now everybody's in. Everybody's, uh, how do I say this? Everyone's alive for, you know, the playoffs right up until this week still. So it ends up getting you, you know, it makes it a lot more interesting. You get a lot more involvement. You get people caring. People don't tank, you know, things like that. But for those of you that are already out of it, one of the things you can look forward to if you don't care about your consolation bracket or whatever is what's called fantasy postseason. Now we're going to do one this year. Eric, I don't think you've ever done a fantasy postseason with us, have you? Uh, no. And I just want to talk about, and Eric, you can kind of chime in where you feel necessary, but basically the whole concept is you take, once the playoffs are set, all of the teams that are in the postseason, all of those players go into a pool. Now you draft sort of a scaled down fantasy team. Um, and what you draft is you draft a defensive kicker, a quarterback, um, running back, wide receiver, and flex. Now you can do two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes. It's really not worth it. You basically, you know, you need one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, one flex. And what you do then is the only players available are on teams that are in the playoffs. And why this is so much fun is you play out the entire postseason and you just do cumulative points. You set your starting lineup and now you have cumulative points. If you score 100 points this week, 120 next week, you have 220 points. And then mm. you just compete against everybody. And why it's so great is unlike in regular football or in fantasy football when you're just drafting teams, you're drafting players who would have a buy in the first round. So you can't use them week one. You're drafting guys um, who will lose in the wild card round, and then you don't use them. So it really is fascinating how the teams break down and who is available. Uh, now, go ahead. Now, is this a um, anyone can take Brady? Like um, everybody can take Brady if they want to? No, and that's the beauty or, okay. of it. We've done those where everybody fills a, a roster out, and that's fun, but that's just daily fantasy at that point. With this, it's we would sit down, and, and the six of us will sit down, and we will have a draft. And in the draft... You know, Brady will obviously be available. Now, if you think Brady is going to make it to the playoffs, all of a sudden he's a first rounder because you need him. But mm -hmm. the Chiefs are going to get in. Kareem Hunt is certainly a guy you want on your team. But do you believe the Chiefs are going to go all the way to the Super Bowl? Do you believe they're going to do divisional right. wild cards? So that changes his value. Same thing with Le'Veon. Le'Veon is, you know, certainly startable. But how many rounds is he going to last? So that's mm. what's so fun about this. And why it's really fun is you have to do, you know, in-game, you have to do so much more planning in the draft. You have to rate people's value. And it, it's so easy to say, obviously, I want Antonio Brown. 
But it's a lot harder whenever you say, okay, well, he won't play week one because they have a bye. And I don't think they're beating the, the Patriots. So I only get two weeks. And then I don't have him in for the Super Bowl. Like, that's fascinating. So it's just yeah. something to take a look at. There's a website, fantasypostseason.com, who does a really good job with it. We're not affiliated with them. We don't get any endorsement, on it, but they are worth checking out because they do a really good job of this. You kind of have to do your draft offline and then input it, um, or at least that traditionally you could. I haven't looked at their setup for this postseason yet, but it's a really fun way. You only want to do five or six guys in a league. You don't want to do more, and you don't want to have huge rosters because there's not enough of a player pool. But it is a way to care to play fantasy football through the postseason. So yeah. we're going to do one of those drafts on the air. And I just wanted to kind of lay the groundwork for it. If you have any questions about it, email us, text us, or uh, tweet us. Go from there. But Eric, after me describing it, since you already have to do it, are you interested in doing it? Uh, absolutely. Good. Good. Good, my boy. So I'll be there. <laughs> All right. So what do you say we finish up with a little bit of uh, email and then we make this a quick one? Okay. <laughs> Are you that eating? works? Are you eating something? No. Okay. Well, Maybe. you you gave me crap over the weekend because you pointed out the water bottle in my kitchen that people can hear on the show. I mean, at least at least I can hear it. <sighs> Damn it! I'm eating Skittles. Oh, that's not eating. That's snacking. Well. Mailbag. Are you like me when the the beep beep happens after your mailbag? You raise your eyebrows up twice, like bump bump. Uh, no, I don't. You do that. I, I don't. I want you to. All right, Billy in Minnesota writes to us. Billy in Minnesota. Uh oh, I feel like I should know this one. Um, Billy in Minnesota. Oh, geez. All right, who is it? Little Big League. Ah, uh, okay. Great movie, by the way. To me, it's one of the all-time great uh, baseball movies. All right. Today, right now, who are the top five picks in next year's fantasy drafts? Ooh, that's fun. That is fun. Um, wow. Top five picks in next year's fantasy draft. How do you want to do it? Do you want to do it off the top of our heads, or do you want to bring up um, bring up some stats and, and try and actually analyze it? Um, let's, well, let's try and actually figure it out here. What uh? Hang on, players. All right, so you do that. I want to go off the top of my head. So for me, I'm gonna what 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 position or just all, all top right. five overall. Who are when we rank our you know our draft guide? Who are our top five? It's gotta be Antonio Brown's gotta be in that top five. Now it's just um, said top five, so I just yeah. we don't have to put him in order. But okay, um, does David Johnson make it back in? He should, right? Like, at least top five. Like, even if we have him at fit five. I mean, yeah. yeah I guess. I think Julio falls out because oh, he would have yeah, been in sure. our top he, five. He's, for for me, he's, like, maybe top ten. Well, that's saying some because, you know, you, you could argue he was number one for a lot of people. Well. Well. Not um, this year. Yeah, I know. Obviously. <laughs> oh, Gurley, right? Sure. I mean, he's the number one player in in fantasy. Sure. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I just I feel like Kareem Hunt's gonna settle back a little bit, and and I'd be more I comfortable mean, top ten with him. We haven't seen it happen yet, though, right? Not. I mean, 
as far as like a big downfall anyway. I mean, he what do you have? He had 44 points, 25, 25, 16, 13, 15, 15, and then he went 9, 9. So, I mean, he, he came he came he came back down a little bit. He came back to earth a little bit, but you know, I mean, he's an explosive player though. Yeah, and so. he catches the ball. But Spencer yeah. Ware will be back next year. I, I feel like enough doubt will be cast on him that he won't mm. be top 5. He'll be a first rounder, but I, I'm saying short five or top yeah, five. I know true. Antonio Brown's going in the top five of a draft. I know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's definitely one. Who, who's, who did we say? Who's your number two then? Who, who's one? It doesn't have to be number two, but who else? Mm, um, Ooh, your boy. Let's see. Well, it's got, well, yeah. Yeah. Zeke. You have to, right? And, and Le'Veon. Okay. So those three, and those kind of were we were in our top five last year. You can't put OBJ. You can't put Julio. Uh, I'm just not comfortable putting them in the top five. Yeah, they're top ten. They're top ten, but not. Well, that's the thing. Well, then is Antonio top Brown top five? Is Antonio Brown definite top five? I feel like he has to be. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, Le'Veon so. and Zeke definite. Do you put Gurley in that, or is there a chance that we're going to spend this offseason kind of picking him, nitpicking him, and coming out saying, you know, maybe I got him seventh? I feel like that's probably the case. That would probably be the more realistic. Mm -hmm. Rather than him be the number one player case. in fantasy. Right. I think we're going to dive into these numbers and also see that he caught a lot more passes than he ever has historically. Um, it, they're also, if they take a, a wide receiver in the first round, I think that there's plenty out there to kind of shy me away. Okay, so I can take Gur. I, I I can say I'm okay without putting Gurley in. So Le'Veon, Zeke, Antonio Brown. Uh, you want Kareem Hunt? You said or no? Mm, no. No. Um, oh, I can't put AJ. Jesus. I can't really put. Boy, you know, it's a little little tougher than what you think it would be. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins has to be in there, right? Like, isn't he just... But then again, uh, he's coming down now that Deshaun's hurt, so... Right. Well, this has been fun. All I right. Know. All right, give me five, Eric, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll give you five. Because I'll, I'll take Brown, Zeke, David Johnson. Uh, shoot. Right? Yeah. Fournette? This is, this is... Maybe? No. I, I mean, if maybe if they salvage him at, by the end of the season, yeah, they got to do more he, with him. Comes back up, but man, wow, oh, this is boy. tough. And there's not a lot of receivers in here besides Brown. Receivers have been sparse. Um, let me see here real quick. Um, well, if you were to if you were to ask MC, he would say Russell Wilson, but <laughs> he would and Jared Goff. Not, He'd put Goff in there happen. too. Um, <laughs> damn. All right. All right. Uh, I'm, maybe, I'm going to say, you know, God. I would even, I would, I would even stretch to say <sighs> maybe Zertz. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Boy, Man, oh we, that, yeah, imagine he, that'd be fun. Zach Ertz, a tight end getting taken number five. Wow. <sighs> it's not out of their own possibility because Gronk was a top five player and for so many years. So was Jimmy Graham. Man, what? do you think Zertz is yeah. there? I mean, wow, that's fun. <laughs> All right, how about this, Billy? We'll give you three. We right, today, I'm willing to say Antonio Brown, <laughs> Zeke, and Le'Veon Bell, and then 
the pool that we just named had a bunch from Zertz to Fournette to David Johnson to Kareem Hunt to DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ. I mean, AJ Green. Uh, there's a. All right. Yeah. yeah there's the, that's fun. Well, that's going to be really fun. It's going to be fun offseason. There's, doing there's that. a lot of number sixes there. Right. <laughs> well, this is, and that's why we need the, the squad together. You know, we need mm-hmm. fam, and then we can kind of go through it. <laughs> Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Georgie and Derry. I know this one. <laughs> I would hope so. Georgie and Derry? Derry. D E R R Y. Oh, oh, I don't know. It. Oh, yeah, I'm not about that. It was a disappointment. It was mm. a disappointment. It actually was. If I if I have a minute to spoil it and spoiler alert. So like the whole point of this is like this is it is the embodiment of fear, right? So the whole thing is it scares people or scares children. But the whole thing, the whole the crew that battles him are is a group of seven kids. So about halfway through it, you realize that each kid is going to have their interaction with him and their chance to be scared. And it, you're just like, oh, okay, this is Mike's turn to be terrified. Oh, okay, this is so-and-so's turn to be terrified. And it just mm. it, it's just predictable at that point. Mm. All right, Georgian Derry says, I am out of it this year, and my league doesn't do anything to make people care about the loser bracket. Do you suggest anything? Um, I actually have two suggestions, but I've had, you know, a day and a half since we got the email to think about it. Eric, did anything come to the top of your head or you want me to go first and you try um, I'm going to say uh, suck it up. I don't. <laughs> that would be my. OK. Um, we do a couple of things in our league. So we do two things and then there's another thing I've heard of, which is actually kind of fun. Um, so number one, I have uh, what we do is. Your uh, consolation bracket performance, like when we do the draft order, we do a formula where it's like total points scored, regular season record, postseason record. Um, But if you come in first in the like if you win the consolation bracket, you get rewarded. And if you tank, like if you go a week without updating your roster in the consolation bracket, you're immediately dropped them like you're dropped to the least amount of points you can get for that in terms of draft order. And it really does hurt your draft order the next year. So there's that. Two, whoever comes in um wins the consolation bracket, he gets to make the guy who loses the consolation bracket do something. So we we started this this year, we agreed to do it, and it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But whoever comes in ninth in our league. Gets to make the person who comes in 12th do something. I don't know what it is. You know, hold a sign on a street corner that says they suck at fantasy football or, or who knows what. <laughs> but we all agree that you just got to do what the guy says. So should be pretty fun. And then mm. the other thing I've heard of people doing, I don't know if you've heard of this, Eric, is they'll play a almost like a daily fantasy game between them where you you take the entire player universe and you get to post a fantasy, like a dream lineup for that week. Like you mm. post it on the message boards and you kind of have to score it by hand or whatever. But what you do is you get to play with all the nicest, shiniest toys then. So you're oh. in the consolation bracket, but you get to start Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, the the whole shebang. And mm-hmm. you get to start them for the playoffs. Whereas your team probably was so wretched that you you hated looking at your roster. <laughs> now you can make a dream team. And that's kind of fun because... You get guys playing against, you know, you know, two guys both have Julio or, or you know what I mean? So that that's mm-hmm. kind of fun to me. And then what you do is you total points it. 
So just a couple things. Any anything on that, or you really don't care because you're not a loser. Oh, I mean, I've I was in their shoes at at many points in the past. Uh, well, but you do this long enough, and you thank, have to. Thankfully, um, thanks. Thankfully, we we have it where our finishing position determines. You know where mm. we want to pick what spot we yes, want to draft. That's in, a good point so. too. Yeah, the that's another thing, and we talk about it all the time in the off season. You need to be able to pick your draft spot. That's made it so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And for like a guy like Eric, who for a couple of years was really kind of just fly by the seat of your pants. Um, once you started doing the research and you started to realize like where you wanted to pick, and you really do some mock drafts, you realize, oh man, I really would rather pick fifth than ninth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to most people, it's like, I don't care. I'll pick near the end or I'll pick at the turn. Well, if you're picking top five and you're you're getting, we just set a bunch of names that you probably won't get at ninth that you'll get at fifth. So it's interesting. Right. All right, sir. I think uh, I think it's time now to just finish up a little start. Sit. are you OK with that? Uh, sure. All right. I have a drop. Um, I have it. Go. There it is. All right, mm. rapid fire. Eric Sterling Shepard or Keenan Allen? Oh, um, Keenan Allen. Joe Mixon, Tevin Coleman. Mm. Tevin Coleman. For a flex, only get one. Crowder, Devonte Parker, Randall Cobb, Orleans Darkwa. Um, Orleans Darkwa. You love him. Uh, Alshon or Calvin Benjamin? Uh, Benjamin. Stefan Diggs or Jordy Nelson? Uh, Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders or Alshon? No, that's wrong. Oh, I copied it in <laughs> wrong. No. Oh, it's crap. <laughs> Don't laugh. I When I wrote that. I mean, I'm right either way. Whatever the answers are, I'm right. So. Fine. Give me. <sighs> Alshon or. Oh, no. I keep saying Alshon. That was the issue. I'm just going to go to the. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders or Amari Cooper. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not so smart now, are you, jerk? Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, because Demarius isn't going to do anything. Wow. You deserve it. You deserve it. I don't want Emmanuel Sanders to do anything, but he's probably going to do better than Cooper. I don't know. I People are down on Cooper, man. I feel like I'm grabbing that guy in like the third, and I'll be very happy because he's going to excel. He's going to be great I mean, if at he has football. A bounce back year, sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm banking on. Just like I keep saying, I'm going to get Terrell Pryor in the 11th, and it's going to be awesome. Just like. Just like Matt Ryan, every other year is his year. That's right. Why not? And uh, Philip Rivers is in a career decision year, so that's there's that too. Mm. All right. For all of us here at Talk About Fantasy Football, for Eric and for Burke, uh, thank you for listening. We ask that you like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. Let us know we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. www.talkaboutfantasyfootball.com slash contact us. Please reach out. I um, I want you to, and that should be enough. Uh, for all of us here, we're going to be back at it this week. We'll do the must start, must sit. That's kind of been not a hit. I don't know if it's a hit by what metrics you call it, but people seem to like it. 
and mm. we're pretty good on that. Like I, I was running the numbers, and I'm going to wait till the end of the season, but we got a pretty high success rate with that. And it's cool because we don't seek out the obvious. Like I can tell you to start Le'Veon every week, but it's much more fun to say, you know what? Bench Le'Veon. So it's fun. All right, Eric, you gonna you gonna you gonna do this with me on Thursday? Because I want to. Uh, yeah. I also want to uh, say happy birthday, Paul. <gasps> that's very sweet. I don't want to say that. He's a jerk. He, you know what's wrong with him is a lot. I mean, the guy skips the show to go out for his birthday. But what, what is that? I feel like there are people with priorities, and then there are Paul. And <laughs> all right, everybody, we all love you. We love Paul too. Goodbye, America. Oh, goodbye.